I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, September 22nd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, Jay, so new Facebook feature, you can now create multiple profiles to better organize your social experiences. For example, you could have one profile dedicated to keeping up with your family and another for stalking high school classmates you haven't seen in a decade to you're a boomer. You must love Facebook. You must be excited about these features. Let me just fact check that for a sec. I am not a boomer. But you are right. I do like Facebook. Yeah. It kind of seems like a weird feature to add, like so late in the game. I don't know. What do you think about it? You know, it's funny. I don't use Facebook at all because I'm younger. But I imagine, well, I'm sorry, I'm not imagine. I know for a fact that still hundreds of millions of people are using Facebook every day. So I understand that. I don't totally understand how the feature works. But again, I'm not using Facebook very often. Maybe if I was using Facebook more often, I'd, I'd get it. Well, obviously, I will let you know how yeah, it goes. Yeah, keep me updated. Brett, aside from me using Facebook and you not showing a generational divide, what do we have for Peak Pals today? With a poke button? Whatever happened to that? Oh, yeah, I poke you. Yeah. Anyway, it's got a great episode for you today. For our first story, Zelensky touches down in Canada. For our second story, Alberta wants to ditch the CPP. And for our last story, young Canadians can't afford kids. For our first story, while you were asleep, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky touched down in Canada. Brett, where's Zelensky going? So after hitting up a U.N. Security Council meeting in New York this week, Zelensky is set to deliver an address to Parliament today aiming to bring attention back to the war in Ukraine. He'll then head to Toronto, home to 11% of all Ukrainian Canadians. Per Politico, Zelensky's address is likely to primarily be in English this time around, which will likely carry more oomph than speaking through an interpreter. And this all matters because Ukraine can't win a war with Russia without international help. As the risk of Ukraine fatigue setting in grows, Zelensky is trying to rally support. Most lawmakers are still very committed to supporting Ukraine, but the idea has started to erode in some places. I wonder where those places are, Brett, but Zelensky is starting to worry about diminishing support among U.S. Republicans and doesn't want a legitimate debate on the issue to seep into other places like, you know, Canada. Yesterday, Polish authorities said they won't send Ukraine any new weapons as the ruling party tries to fend off a far-right competitor ahead of a national election. The big picture is this. Canada has given over $1.5 billion in military commitments to Ukraine as of May 2023, whereas the U.S. has given over $46 billion, including air defense missiles, armored vehicles, tanks, and other weapons and ammunition, and continues to provide support. For our second story, like a band's lead singer who also wants to go solo, Alberta feels like it's outgrown Canada's national pension plan and wants out. How would that even work, Jay? Uh, good question. Well, Alberta is looking to leave the Canadian pension plan and establish its own provincial pension fund after a long-awaited report claimed the province would be entitled to $334 billion asset transfer if it left in 2027, over half of the program's assets in total. And this is happening because Alberta's government has been flirting with the idea of leaving the CPP for years now, arguing that the province's high employment rate, younger population, and higher pensionable earnings have left it putting more into CPP than it's been getting out. Premier Danielle Smith said that a provincial pension plan would guarantee the same or better benefits for seniors while also providing the same or lower contribution rates through the significance of these changes has really been called into question, Brett. And it matters because increasing autonomy and brazenly defying the feds have been key pillars for the current Alberta government. Following the passage of the Alberta Sovereignty Act last year, a pension plan would be the latest move to sever ties with the rest of the country. It would also greatly diminish the retirement safety net for the rest of Canada, Quebec aside, let's note that, and could result in higher pension contributions for those of us that are non-Albertans. 
Max, this is all far from guaranteed. The province plans to draft legislation to hold a referendum where Albertans will vote on whether or not to lead the CPP. Recent polling suggests most Albertans don't really like the idea all that much. For our third and final story this week, young people hoping to start a family in Canada are taking one look at their grocery bill and saying, maybe a dog is better. Yeah, here's what's driving the news, Jay. So a new Stats Can report shows that the rising cost of living in Canada has created a quality of life crisis for young people, leading many of them to not have kids. According to the report, 36% of young adults don't think they can afford to have a child in the next three years. And it's happening because factors like mental health and the pandemic have played a role. But housing is a big piece of the puzzle when it comes to the decision not to have kids. Young Canadians spend more of their income on housing than any other age group, primarily in a rental market that is reaching record high prices. 32% of StatsCan surveys respondents say that they can't afford suitable housing to start a family in the next three years. And this matters because a declining fertility rate isn't just bad news for aspiring grandparents, it can hurt the economy. In Japan, where almost a third of the population is over 65, the country is struggling to financially support retirees as the percentage of tax-paying workers dwindles. But for years, Canada has used immigration to combat its aging population. Immigration already accounts for almost all of Canada's labor force growth, and by 2032, it's expected to account for all population growth threat. Which brings us to the bottom line. Strong immigration numbers will help keep the workforce on track, but the fact that young Canadians don't believe they can afford to start families goes to show how bad the affordability crisis has become. Hey, pal, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a segue, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readpeak.com. Thank you, Brett, and have a great weekend, Peak Pals. Shockwave